Hi, you're listening to Sensationalist Science, a podcast about science, the media, and the truth behind those astonishing headlines you've read. I'm your host, GitMK, aka The Health Nerd, and today I'll be discussing one of the sweetest, yet somehow most reviled substances on the planet. Artificial sweeteners. And also sugary sweeteners. Again. Despite being part of our lives in fizzy drinks to gummy bears for more than five decades, we are still divided on whether artificial sweeteners are good. On the one hand, they have virtually no calories, so you can get the deliciousness of coke without the attendant weight gain. On the other hand, they're nasty chemicals, and we all know that anything unpronounceable, like acesulfame potassium, is basically poison, and if you have any of that, you might as well invite the cancer into your body. While a bit absurd, this belief has a strong hold on us all, with artificial sweeteners the target of hate almost every week in the news. This week has been no different. According to news sources from across the globe, artificial sweeteners are basically Satan's sticky excretions. And it's not just diet drinks this week. Sugary soft drinks have also been linked to an increased risk of cancer, disease, and death. The headlines, as ever, are works of art. The Washington Post led with, It doesn't matter if it's sugary or diet. New study links all soda to an early death. The Daily Mail went with, Is your diet drink killing you? Drink firms insist they're safe, but now a major study says just two glasses a day can lead to an early death. While The Independent this time had the more reasonable, Drinking just two soft drinks a day linked to early death, study suggests. You'd be forgiven for being afraid, nay, terrified, that soft drinks are bringing on your swift and untimely demise. Fortunately for those of us who enjoy the occasional Coke, whether normal or diet, the research isn't quite as simple as that. The study that has the media in a tizzy was a fairly common type of epidemiological research called a retrospective cohort study, where the researchers took a large database of people and stratified them into groups. In this case, the groups were defined by how much soft drink people drank. Less than one glass a month, one to four glasses a month, one to six glasses a week, or one to 1.9 glasses a day, or two or more glasses a day. They then looked at disease outcomes, including quite a range of issues, and found that across the board, or almost across the board, people who drank the most soft drinks, again, whether sugar-sweetened or diet, were at the highest risk of these health issues. This was true for some things, in particular all-cause mortality, which is another way of saying death from any, dis- any reason, heart disease and certain cancers, but not for all cancers and also not for Alzheimer's or Parkinson's diseases. And the risks ranged from about a 6% increased risk all the way up to about a 50% increased risk, but the headline figure that most picked out was a 17% greater risk of death for those who drank the most soft drinks, which was two or more per day, compared to those who drank the least soft drinks, which was less than one a month. The study itself was a fairly solid piece of epidemiological research. The scientists used the EPIC cohort, which is a European database of people that is really quite big. This left them with more than 450,000 patient records with large amounts of information on all of them, including education, uh, place of birth, weight, height, all sorts of info. 
The statistical analysis controlled for quite a range of confounders, and in general, the study was very well put together. The biggest finding, that people who drank two or more glasses of soft drink a day, whether it was sugar-sweetened or artificially sweetened, were at a 17 higher percent risk of death, hit the headlines across the world. It's scary. You need to avoid soft drinks because otherwise they'll come for you in your sleep. Now, while it's probably true that water is the best thing to drink for your health, the reality is that the results were not nearly as scary as the headlines suggested. Chances are that you can keep drinking the occasional glass of Coke if you want to. The first thing that I always point out with studies like this is that research like this is observational, so it's really hard to draw causative conclusions from it. In other words, the design of this study makes it difficult to know whether soft drinks were causing people to become sick and die, or if it was some factor related to both soft drinks and death that was causing both of them. For example, we know that people who are less well-off, who have lower incomes, live in poorer places, are both more likely to drink soft drinks and have worse, worse health in general. While there were some controls for confounding in this study, it's impossible to control for everything. We can control for the things we know about and measure, but we can't control for stuff we don't know about or don't measure. And that's what's known as residual confounding things that we could have that could have influenced the study outcomes that we simply don't know about. Another issue is, as always, the absolute risk increase as opposed to the relative increase that was reported everywhere. While the headlines all reported the terrifying number of 17 to 50 percent, the absolute risk increase was closer to just one percent over the course of 16 to 20 years. In other words, based on this study, if a thousand people who currently drink one can of Coke a year decide to instead drink one can of Coke a day for the next 20 years, you would expect to see an extra 10 cases of cancer, roughly, and roughly an extra five deaths in that group compared to one that kept drinking one can of Coke a year, which is a lot less terrifying than the headline figures might suggest. It's also hard to know if the data collection was a true reflection of how much people actually drank soft drinks. The study asked people twice over the course of 16 years how much soft drink they drank, once at the start and a second time at a follow-up survey. It's hard to know if this actually captures the true amount that people drank over the entire 20-year period. I know that my soft drink habits change from week to week never mind month to month or year to year. And there is research, there is evidence that people tend to under-report intake of things like soft drinks. So we know that there are systemic biases here, that there are issues that affect the research very broadly across many studies. It's very likely that this has impacted this research as well. But while those are all problems with this research, they pale in comparison to the funniest part of the study, or at least the funniest thing that wasn't really reported. You see, while the people who drank a lot of soft drink, more than two a day, were at the highest risk of health problems, the people who were best off 
weren't those who drank the least soft drinks or who avoided them entirely. No, the healthiest people in this study were those who drank one to four soft drinks a month or as a daily intake, 100 milliliters a day, which is roughly one can of Coke every three or four days. Based on the results of this study, then, we should actually be recommending that people drink a modest amount of soft drinks to be healthy. And amazingly, they, soft drinks were actually protective at low doses to a surprising extent for some diseases. For example, women who drank artificially sweetened soft drinks moderately, so the one to four a month group, had a 21% reduced risk of breast cancer, which was both statistically significant and totally hilarious. Surprisingly, no media organizations recommended drinking Diet Coke to, to prevent breast cancer. I wonder why that was. So what did this study show? Well, in my opinion, the main take-home is that epidemiology is frustratingly complex, or can be frustratingly complex, and sometimes even the most well-designed studies don't find much that's useful at all. There may be some health, health risks associated with drinking lots of soft drinks, but realistically that's not a huge surprise, particularly if they are sugar-sweetened. We know that drinking too much sugar isn't great for your health. It's possible that drinking low doses of soft drinks is healthy, but in my opinion, what's much more likely, for both of those statements, is that this study couldn't quite capture all of the potential confounding factors and was left with a result that is not so much set in stone as written on water. I suspect that the risks identified here are probably more to do with society and the people who drink soft drinks compared to the people who avoid them than to do with actual effects of the soft drinks themselves. So it's more that society has influenced the health of people and society's influencing who drinks soft drinks than that the soft drinks are directly influencing health themselves. Ultimately, I'm not telling anyone to increase their intake of soft drinks. That would be a very silly recommendation. We know from many studies in the past that, broadly speaking, water is the best thing to drink for your health. Failing that, there is currently no good evidence that diet or artificially sweetened soft drinks are detrimental to your health, although there is some evidence around the gut microbiome and potentially hormonal reactions to these artificial sweeteners. And compared to sugar-sweetened beverages, the evidence is pretty strong that artificially sweetened drinks are good. Personally, I like the advice from the American Diabetes Association. They recommend drinking water if at all possible. However, if you're currently drinking sugar-sweetened drinks, there is a potential benefit to switching to artificial sweeteners, and there's very unlikely to be any harm. If you're currently drinking artificially sweetened drinks, it's probably better to switch to water, but it really depends what you're trading things out for. I know that when I stopped drinking sugary, sugary drinks and switched to only diet, I lost about five kilograms. To be fair here, I was drinking a lot of sugary drinks. I was drinking more than a liter a day. But even so, it's fairly well supported by scientific evidence, by randomized control trials, that switching from sugar sweetened to artificially sweetened 
drinks can help with a modest amount of weight loss. Usually, I think the um, weight loss from switching from sugar-sweetened to artificially-sweetened drinks is around half a kilo, which is not that much. In reality, soft drinks probably aren't great, but they also probably aren't killing us all, especially if they're artificially sweetened. If you see silly headlines like this, it's always worth being cautious. Check the story, check the study, and have a think about what it might all actually mean. This has been your dose of sensationalist science and media madness. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find it on SoundCloud at SensiPod or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, GitMK, and you can find me on Twitter at GitMK or Medium at GitMK or Facebook at GitMK Health Nerd. You can also find SensiPod on Twitter at SensiPod. Have a great week, and remember, if it sounds unlikely, it's good to be skeptical. <laughs>